You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming up on today's episode, we wrap up our ranking series with a look at teams across the NHL, including where the Jets stack up once again. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. All right, good to be back at it. Rested, refreshed after a long weekend. Hope you guys had a great Labor Day and um, just a couple of weeks away from training camp. September is finally here. The weather is beautiful again. Burger week is flowing. Times are pretty good in Winnipeg, especially when um, Banjo Bowl Revenge Game is going to take place on Saturday. So no, no, don't worry. Everything's going to be on the up and up here uh, in the province of Manitoba. Um, but a big episode here once again, uh, wrapping up our ranking series, like I said, with the big one where the Jets stack up against the rest of the NHL. So we'll get to that. Right away, before we do that, though, I'd like to welcome in, once again, co-host CJOB's Tyson Rewicki. Tyson, you survived the long weekend. Is that is that an apt way to describe the last few days? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gotten my bearings back. Yesterday was rough. It was really rough. I had one of my, my, one of my best <laughs> friend's weddings this weekend. So, like, from Thursday to Saturday, it was go 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 and it was so freaking hot too like that was yeah i think that was part of it like we golfed on friday and then like we were done at i mean it took us like five hours to play the round and then we got there and then everyone was in bed by eight and and we were just so exhausted but before we talk about some hockey too that might have been and what what was that bum's name on the riders what was that pete robinson yeah whatever yeah that is that legitimately might be one of the dumbest things I've ever yeah. seen a football player do in any league, college, NFL, CFL. Like, you might be the dumbest penalty of all time. You just, you just got a huge stop in a crucial game, and you, and they didn't even throw a flag at first. I know that was the craziest part. And then, like, they wonder why do we have a problem with keeping our quarterbacks healthy? Why does it seem that we have a quarterback problem in the CFL? Well. There's Exhibit A. The guy didn't even leave the game. Didn't didn't even miss a snap. Caleros missed more snaps. Than I know. <laughs> like <laughs> that was that was. I mean, it's. I thought as soon as that happened, the Bombers were winning. Like like you just don't yeah. make a mistake that boneheaded, and then you know not pay for it in the biggest way possible. I just 
it's like, what do you, what did you, did you actually think you were getting away with it? Like, I'm just so, con- like, I, I obviously nothing was going on in his head because he just, like, he lost his mind. But, like, just the, the sheer audacity to headbutt a quarterback in the head. Like, I, I just, I was more blown away than I was. Like, it was so outrageous that I wasn't even, like, angry because I just, I couldn't comprehend somebody actually being like, well, time to go headbutt the quarterback now. <laughs> it was like Zadine. The World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even that, at least, I mean, yeah, I guess whatever. they're both bad. But, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if the, C- if the CFL doesn't want to go full Bush League here. Um, Peterson, Robertson, whatever his name is, shouldn't even be on the bus to Winnipeg. Um, should, should, I mean, I don't even know how many games, but it's got to be multiple games. I, I just never seen it. I've never seen anything like that before. I, I'm just, I'm still blown away that that actually happened. And you're right, Tyson. I, pretty wild that Caleros heads to the sidelines and the guy that headbutted him. It was so bad that he needs to get checked by the spotter, but we don't need to give any discipline to the guy that unleashed the headbutt from hell. I, I almost kind of wish that Oliveira didn't hold back. Uh, I forget the O-line, but I did, couldn't see his name. I think it was Kolonkowski. But just if he, he – you could tell he had, he had blood in, in his eyes. You yeah. could smell the blood in the water. He's like, I'm, this guy's not looking. I'm taking – I'm hitting him square in the back. Well, I don't want to – I'm in a pretty good mood, so I don't want to think about the game anymore. I was, I was pretty rattled of the way things ended in the LDC. Th- this will so. make you feel better, Brandon. The people of Regina, that's the only thing that they <laughs> will enjoy this summer. So <laughs> That does help a little bit. I can get down with that. Good stuff. I think the Bombers are going to do just fine in the in the rematch on Saturday. So there's that too. Just a couple, couple rough days though leading up to that. Uh, but let's get to the rankings quickly here, Tice. Before we do that, just nice short and sweet. I got some, some team-based trivia for you in honor of our team rankings here, okay? Just three quickies. Nothing, nothing too outrageous, but I thought we would um, take a look at some team records across the NHL. All right. And I believe these are most, yeah, these are all just like single season team records. So just pretty straightforward. How, how, how confident are you feeling in this? I don't feel like, I feel less confident than player ones, honestly. Because I feel like sometimes the team, like you can almost kind of forget about certain team records and how a team did in a certain aspect. So I'll be interested to see how I do. All right. Well, let's start it off. Speaking of goonery from Saskatchewan, <laughs> what team set the record for most penalty minutes in a season? And I'll give you a hint. It wasn't the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, that was my initial thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you don't have to do the exact year, but if you can give me like a general, like within a couple years, I'll allow. But which team set the record most PIMS in a season? Man, well, I feel like that that Mike Milbury incident with the Bruins, I feel like that might have, there might have been a couple couple 10 minutes in that game alone. Uh, uh, I'll go, yeah, I'll go Boston. Early 70s Boston. I mean, that's a fair guess, Tyson, but it is not the 70s Bruins. Shockingly, and I never would have guessed they would have been like way down the list. The 91-92 Buffalo Sabres. What? Had (laughs) they had 2700 penalty minutes. (laughs) They had three guys over 300. Oh my god. Led, of course, by Rob Ray. Um, but Rob Ray, Brad May, 
and Gore Donnelly all had over 300 pims. And there's a bunch of guys that crushed 100 as well. That's a that, that would have been a fun team to watch. And they made the playoffs that year, too. That, like, don't necessarily agree with all of that, but you got Howard Chuck and LaFontaine racking up the points and Ray and May beating up everybody in sight. They might that they might have beat up a fan that year, the fan that jumped on the ice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so Pims, you're 0 for 1 there. I really like this one, and I'll be intrigued to see if you can get it right. But I'm guessing you know which team scored the most goals in an NHL season. The Red Wings? Oh, Tyson. <laughs> you idiot. I told I I'm not good with team trivia. This is the 80s Oilers. Oh, yeah, that's that's dumb. That's, that's not even bad. my question yet. See, <laughs> that was bad. the easy point. <laughs> well, I have no hope now. Uh, but I was going to say the 80s Oilers, obviously, I thought, scored the most goals in NHL history. They did so five times. But which team not named the 80s Oilers scored the most goals in an NHL season? Oh, boy. <laughs> Is it still in the eighties? I can't. I don't know how many how many little giveaways do you want here? My my brain's still mush from the week from this weekend. I'm, That's fair. It's I'm not pulling, the eighties. I'm pulling the neurons back together. <laughs> um, huh. I'm gonna go with. Don't worry. The, Dead the, air is great. <laughs> the late 2000s early 2010s capitals that's a horrible guess <laughs> there's not too many 2000s teams on here but it is your previous guess the 70 71 boston bruins oh damn it <laughs> yeah 399 for them actually the 84 85 winnipeg jets squeak into the top 10 nice that team, that team scored a bunch of goals. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of the 80s Oilers on this list here. Uh, but the 70-71 Bruins. And then surprisingly, the 87-88 Flames were the next highest scoring teams in league history. Now to wrap it up, Tyson, from the most to the fewest, we're going a single playoff series here. Which team holds the NHL record by only scoring one goal? In a playoff series, <laughs> one goal in a playoff series, and it's within recent history, not like the twenties or anything like that. Well, I remember, I the one that popped right into my head was Flyers Habs in the in the twenty ten Eastern Conference Finals because I know Leighton had at least, I'm pretty sure he had three shutouts in that series. I don't, I, th- I think, I don't think that's them. I'll give you one more guess, Tyson. Um. One goal. I'm I'm stumped. I'm gonna, I'll go uh, the Canucks. It was the JS Jaguar run and oh. the Minnesota Wild. Of course, it was Minnesota. Tyson, the Minnesota Wild managed a measly goal in four games. How about that for a Western Conference final? You want excitement? <laughs> go out east. It's not here in the West. Uh, is one of the sorry, Jason is one of the most underrated playoff performers of all time. That's well, I mean, you're talking about yeah, a legend. Um, like you were right that Michael Layton did have three shutouts against the Canadian, but they 
uh, erupted for five goals in their lone win of that series. Ah. So not bad, not bad. Well, let's see how you do with the rankings, Tyson, because trivia-wise, yeah, you're you're a bit of a bum. So let's see if you can pick up the pace here. Uh, rankings, teams, it's that simple. For me, my ranking profile, a little bit different for teams maybe than, than how we did the positions. But for me, it was just as simple as this. Which team would I, like? especially because there's so many fantasy football drafts right now. Like if you could have a draft and pick a team to win the Stanley Cup this season, who would you pick? And so I would go in order of that one through 32. Might be a little bit different for other people. I think ultimately, though, that's that's how I like to look at it. And I think it'll usually end up being roughly the same uh, clubs in and around the same spots there. But you're right, Tyson. We talked about this before. And the thing that definitely stands out to me doing the team rankings, there's no great team this year. There's, I don't even think 10, but like seven or eight good, good teams, really good teams. There's like five or six bad teams. Everyone else. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah, yeah. You might have to unplug your mic and plug it back in, but I, I don't love the the mindset of GMs basically going, hey, if we get into the playoffs, we have a chance. I think that's just asking for failure more times than not. But I will say of all years, this might be the year to do it because, and, and maybe it's just the fact that we've had two expansion drafts in the last six or seven years, but there's not a lot separating a lot of these teams. They they are They are very, very close. And even, I mean, on my list here, from like 10 to 22, I wouldn't be surprised to see those teams flip-flop in order, like, you know, basically any simulation of a season. It's 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 pretty tight. So interesting that I think parity league-wide is as, as big as it's ever been, if not the biggest. Yeah, like you can look at a lot of those teams and it's like one X factor can really push them. They could push them seven spots up the rankings or eight yeah. spots down the rankings, right? Like it's... It's very. It's going to be a very fickle, and then I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for error for a couple of these teams. Like, you can't really like there was last year with Winnipeg and Calgary. You know, like those teams kind of fell off at the end, but they were the rest of the teams in the West weren't really didn't have anything to do with them, so they they could fall off like that. Any team that has a stretch like that this year is going to be in big trouble. It's going to be in really big trouble, and you're going to need to have a at least a somewhat consistent model of success throughout this season if you want to make the playoffs. And then, like you mentioned, the team's thinking that they just need to get in. They saw Florida last year. And, you know, GMs always think they can make the playoffs and think just making the playoffs is the way to go. So this offseason, you can tell there was a lot of teams that really did not want to fully commit to going down that rebuild kind of avenue and sort of like, well, let's let's st- try and stay in the middle for one more year sort of thing. So it's, I'm super interested, interested to see like what, how all these division battles rank out. Are the teams going to be, is it going to be a different set of teams in the playoffs this year? I honestly do not have any clue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's completely fair. And um, I mean, again, I think if there was ever a year to say that this would be the year, I always like how GMs will say lines like that and point to the Florida's 
and the kings of the world, but then ignore the 90% of teams that fail miserably just squeaking into the play. Like, we could be that team. Not not the team that gets swept. No, no, no. We won't be that one. We'll be we'll be one of the good ones if we get in. Florida so, was also yeah, the, sorry. Florida was also the president's trophy winner last year too. So it was like not like yeah, yeah they were a bubble team, but it's a little different. Yeah, but if the Penguins don't lose to the two worst teams of the NHL last year in the final <laughs> two games of the season, they don't get it too. All that stuff. Either way, though, let's get to the rankings here, Tyson. Uh, we mentioned kind of the the parody. To, to me, the easiest one is that, and I'm, I'm assuming you agree, there are two teams that are so legendary bad going into this season. <laughs> are you in agreement with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one of them is going to <laughs> ice one of the most hyped prospects um, since Connor McDavid, obviously, but one of the more hyped prospects of all time, really. Um, having said that, though, San Jose is going to be just pathetic. It's amazing how bad that team is. But San Jose, Chicago, Tyson, to me, are on another planet of ineptitude. Um, After that, though, probably my bottom six. I got San Jose way down at the bottom, Chicago, Anaheim, Montreal, Philly, and Arizona. Um, Similar for you as well there. I know, especially with those bottom two teams. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I actually have the exact same order for the bottom five, but I uh, swapped out St. Louis, actually, instead of Arizona. That is interesting because I also don't have St. Louis very high. My next few teams, I got Columbus 26, Nashville 25, and then St. Louis at 24. I'm just not. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't like the way St. Louis is looking heading into this season. Um, below average decor, a forward core that's meh. And then a goaltending group that couldn't stop a beach ball last year. So, <laughs> just an aging team, right? Like a team that's kind of hanging on to that that cup run. I feel like I I had Arizona at twenty six, but I really could see Arizona actually bumping up a couple spots in the rankings. I I kind of see a similar. To me, they remind me a lot of the Kraken in their first year, not this past season, but the first year they. They've got they have some nice pieces. The things are starting to to slowly, slowly start to come together for this Arizona franchise. They just don't have a an arena. Oh wait, oh, wait. you said they're like the Kraken in their first year? Didn't yeah. didn't the Kraken pick second overall? <laughs> yeah, but they won the lottery. <laughs> lottery helped a little bit. They're my twenty fifth ranked team. There there might be a lot of the team that picked second a few years ago. <laughs> I just I like some of the pieces just, that they had, <laughs> like just, Matias yeah. Michelli. Um, They've got a good forward group. Their their forwards are good, but their defense is just it, it's it's abysmal. It's so yeah, so it's, bad. It's and, JJ. And have, yeah, it's JJ Moser carrying a lot of bums, a lot of guys that yeah. aren't very good. And I mean, who knows? Maybe Dumba has a resurgence. Maybe he's allowed to free will a little more. I, I think injuries have kind of caught up on him a little bit, but. Enough of Arizona, because screw that franchise. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, Vancouver. Oh, sorry. I have, I have Vancouver at 25. Capitals at 24. Really? Columbus at 23. Islanders at 22. Oh, we have some major disparities in our rankings <laughs> then. That is very interesting. Okay. Well, you, you went up to 22 there? Yeah. I got, uh, yeah, Columbus, Nashville rounding down my bottom 10. St. Louis 
Washington at 23, and then I've got Detroit at 22. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be bounce back for a few teams I have ahead of them, but Detroit's just kind of mid right now. Like they're Stevie Y just loves signing his second, third line tweeners, second pair defensemen. I, 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 not a big fan of the past couple off seasons for the Red Wings. The, the Brinkett trade was good, but I, I still think Detroit's a, a fair bit away from the rest of the playoff pack. So that's our bottom 10 clubs there. I'm going to go out in a limp, Tyson, and assume you didn't have the Jets in the top 10? Correct. Okay, good good boy. Uh, so bottom 10, let's go to the top 10 then. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if we have the same team at the top. I think we will. I'm going back to the well with Colorado. Yeah, I, I did as well. I had Colorado just... That decor, like, I, I I kind of forgot how really how good that decor is when it's fully healthy. It's yeah. it's actually pretty outrageous. You have the the best defenseman in the league. You have a guy in Devon Taves who probably closer to the top ten, just outside the top ten. And then you have a guy like Bowen Bowen Byram, who, in my opinion, is pretty much Devon Taves light. And he's he's good to get there. Sam Gerrard's another guy who's just so skilled and they josh manson as like your fifth sixth defenseman that's, yeah, that's crazy that's crazy and it's... then i mean the landis cog injury is gonna hurt obviously but which is a shame and i hope that eventually we see him come back because he's a really fun player to watch just with his physicality but yeah like with that decor and then you add mckinnon rontanen and they got a pretty solid supporting cast behind them it's to me it was a no-brainer yeah, yeah, the, I I feel pretty good about that. I mean, don't love the Johansson move, but I think he can be good enough for them. There's a guy I like that was an under the radar pickup that I'll mention in our bold predictions series. Now, I'll the little tease there, so so make sure you tune in for that. I think somebody is primed for a big year in Colorado. I think Georgiev was great last year too. So um, I, I think the Avs are at the top of the mountain right now. Uh, my top five, I got Colorado. Going with Edmonton, basically based on the fact that, like, I mean, their defense isn't great. Their goaltending isn't great. Their forward group is so much better, I think, at least than anybody else in the NHL. And at some point, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to break through. And on top of it, I think they're going to be one of the more aggressive teams at the deadline. So I'll go Colorado, Edmonton, New Jersey makes a massive leap from where they were last year to this year at number three for me, followed by Carolina. And I like Dallas a lot. Two two teams from the Central in the top five. Um, I think the Stars are are going to be a bit of a handful this year. I don't think they're all that far back from from Colorado as well. Um, but I, I feel pretty. I, I was confident ranking those teams as my top five. For my number two, we have we have similar top fives, but the order's a little little off. I had, I actually went with Carolina in mine too. Just the decor, and you mentioned. Edmonton being one of the most aggressive teams at the deadline. I think Carolina is also going to be one of those teams that's very, very aggressive because they know they lack a little bit of scoring punch. And I think they're going to be scouring the market. Maybe a guy like Konechny or even a guy like Mark Shifley too. Like he, he would be a perfect fit in Carolina, just having another trigger man there. I went with Edmonton as my three and Vegas as my four. And if you look at the play, it's kind of crazy to think that last year, really, like the, the Stanley Cup final was really the West semifinal between Vegas and Edmonton. That was the closest series that Vegas had. 
and they went on to win the cup. And I think if Edmonton ends up beating Vegas in that series, I think they win the cup that year yeah. too. So I think those two, those two teams are still primed to be among the league's elite. And then I have New Jersey as my number five team. Yeah, Just no, 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 com- no complaints there. Like we said, I think it, within the top 10, we're going to have the same grouping of teams. It just depends who goes where. Uh, for me, after this, I still got Tampa Bay at six. You know, they've lost a ton, but I mean, the core is still pretty elite out there in Tampa Bay. And I, I, I love that Vasilevsky's the trump card that they always have. So I got Tampa Bay at six, the reigning champion Golden Knights at seven, uh, the Rangers at number eight, Toronto down to number nine for me. And I really wanted to put this group higher, Tice, but if they would have been aggressive in the goalie market, they'd be way, 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 way up in my rankings. But I'll I'll have the Buffalo Sabres at number 10. Love I, wow. I love everything about that team. They're just making a big, big gamble in net right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm we'll see where I have Buffalo. But uh for number six, I have Dallas. Just a solid team. Seven, the Rangers. Number eight, Toronto. I'm still, I'm, I'm not totally sold on. I think, I feel like there's going to be a ton of overreaction the first month and a half or two months with Toronto just because there's no, so many new faces. Not Toronto. <laughs> yeah, who would think? No, like, I, sound like... Over, under, uh, I'm going to put the over, under at two and a half on outrageous Steve Simmons articles that he writes about the Leafs. Yeah. So. Over. Uh, yeah, definitely over. Toronto at eight. I have Ottawa at number nine. Woo! I think Ottawa's prime. I'm all in on Ottawa. And that might be me being the Claude Giroux fanboy coming and hoping that he can get that, that Stanley Cup. But I love like Chikrin, Shabbat, and Sanderson. And I th- this might be a bit of a bold claim. This isn't my boldest claim for this Ottawa team, but I think that Thomas Shabbat's the third best defenseman on that team. Oh, just I, spiciness all and around. I, and I really do believe that. I'm a huge fan of Jake Sanderson. The only question is, can Corpusalo kind of keep that that solid play going? And if he does, then that team's primed to take a huge, huge bump up the rankings. And to round out my top 10, I hate doing this, but I actually have Pittsburgh as oh. my number 10 pick. I love what Kyle Dubas did in Pittsburgh this offseason. Taking away the the tinted color glasses off that that I hate Pittsburgh. I think Dubas did about as good as he can do with that with that cap the cap minefield on that team before he showed up and he's maneuvered themselves out of a lot of bad contracts. Oh yeah, he he was great. He did great. I mean, to get the Rainy Norris trophy winner and not not give up anything of value essentially while getting rid of, while actually gaining cap space in the deal is it's mind blowing he was able to pull it off as easily as he did there. Um, I I thought I had Ottawa high Tyson, um, not as high as you obviously, but that is I, I like the that's a that's a wheelbarrow pick right there, like that's uh, some big time cojones to take the sins inside the top ten. Um, let's work our way down and see uh, see where we have the Winnipeg Jets falling. Okay. Um, for me, in at 11, actually 11 and 12 is the first round matchup of the, the previous season. Uh, I got Florida at 11 and Boston all the way down at 12. I mean, I, I don't know what Boston's going to do up front, but I mean, you've got a top 
five-ish goalie group, top five decor. They're, I think they're going to be good enough to get back into the playoffs this year. Uh, Pittsburgh at 13 for me. Then I had Ottawa at 14, which I thought I was being, you know, pretty generous with. But I feel I feel better about the Sens at 14 than I do at 9. So, so that's who I got there. And then 15, I've got the New York Islanders. Ah. Uh, why? It's it's not a sexy team, Tyson, but but they've got I mean, look, so you can you can make the case that Sorokin's the best goalie on the planet. Yes. Their defense is, I mean, Pelic and Pulak, one of the best defensive pairs in all of hockey. The rest of their core is solid. And they've got if they've got they've got a deep forward group. It's not filled with star power but they've got a deep forward group i don't i, I agree uh, the decor is very on pelican Pollock are very underrated even Noah Noah dobson i feel like kind of went a bit under the radar this year and he had a really strong season but that forward group just scares the living daylights out of me and i don't i don't know how anyone's gonna score five on five but outside of barzell and horvath like brock nelson was a uh, unreal player he still is a very solid player Guy moves like he's got cement in his skates, though. Same with Andre. Yeah. He still had seventy-five <laughs> points last year. That's crazy. I did not think he. I knew he had a good year. Seventy-five points is crazy, but I I just don't like. I just, I it must just be because I really hate watching Island. Again. I know. It's yeah, you got to take a step back. Take a step <laughs> back from the aesthetics and just look at what's underneath there. With my with, with my eleventh pick, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just I like you mentioned I don't the depth is a little worrying and I'm what worries me is one injury one injury to one of those core guys and it's like oh Mikey Aceman might be cracking into the top six like that's where it gets a little dicey yeah I have Buffalo at 12 just the goal the goaltending yeah they didn't add too much either that was one thing that kind of surprised me but you know they'll probably be adding um you, who knows? Maybe even Zach Benson makes the team out of camp the way he's <laughs> looking rookie camp. Um, Boston at thirteen. I feel like not enough people are talking about that forward group. It's really bad. You have like we've kind of talked about the the Jets have been a little bit top heavy with their wingers. Boston's got Marshawn and Pasternak, and then you look your first line center is going to be Pavel Zaka, then Charlie Coyle at number two, James Van Riemsdyk's your number two left winger. Like, ugh, this is it's not good. <laughs> you're really scraping the barrel there. You need to, you're hoping that Morgan Geeky takes a huge step out of nowhere, which I don't know if that's exactly gonna happen. So I have them at 13 and then Florida at 14. Just because there's Florida's got a lot of question marks. They could be really good or they could take a step back, but they're a team that's got a lot of question marks coming into training camp. Yeah. I I I, I don't disagree with that there. Um yeah, let's let, let's keep it going this way. And then we can go through the rest of the teams that we have. Um, 16-17. Do you have the Winnipeg Jets there? Yes. Oh, okay. You go first then. I have, well, just to round out the two teams I had before them. I had Calgary at 15. Oh, so you're banking on a Flames resurgence. And I'm also having another team and i've said that i'm on this team's bandwagon this year i'm fully i'm fully loaded i'm i'm manning the horses i got nashville ahead of the jets oh stop it i i got nash i'm all over smashville this year i really am why I think that, 
I'm telling you that they have a young group that's really melding together nicely. And there's going to be a lot of players on that team where you look at them sort of like how Jared McCann popped off in Seattle. And you're going to be thinking, how do we not pick up on this guy? I think Tommy Novak's going to have a huge year. I think Philip Tomasino is going to have a huge year. And I think Luke Evangelista is going to have a huge year. And they're, I like their decor better than a team like the Jets or the Wild a lot more. And they got UC Soros in net. And I think their team's just going to, I think their team's really going to just grind out some teams and just play a fast paced, hard nosed style of game and bring that smash back into Smashville. So I'm, that's, that's one of my bold predictions too, is I think Nashville's going to be a playoff team this year. I think, I think you're still smashed. If you're taking Nashville could, in the top very half well could be very well could be. <laughs> oh Tyson, I oh man, I just could not disagree with Ed more. I mean, their forward group is so underwhelming. I'm just saying when that's we, what you think right now. It is what I think right now. That's I mean, like, Ryan O'Reilly as your number one centerman. This isn't 2017. Like this is he he wasn't moving too good for Toronto last year at a bit of a you know, sheltered role behind Matthews and Tavares. I, 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 I almost don't even want to hear the rest of your picks after you had Nashville that high. <laughs> um, although I guess I'm intrigued to see what you think because you picked the team I have 16th really low. Um, but I got Vancouver at 16. Uh, I don't like how they got there. I think their cap situation is a nightmare. But that's not what my rankings is on. It's just who would I think is, you know, go the deepest. And I think they've got high end talent there in Vancouver. I think they're they're actually kind of built similar to Winnipeg. I just think that, outs, you know, Hellebuck wins the Hellebuck to Demko matchup. But outside of that, I think Vancouver just has a little more high end talent than the Winnipeg Jets do at each of those positions. So I'm going to take the Canucks at 16. I, I wonder if I might have to move these guys down. I, I don't even like having them at 17. I got the LA Kings at 17. Um, they do. I do like their forwards. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, they're kind of like Boston where it's like, they're not actually going to go all year. Like with Boston, it's like, they're going to get a center, right? With yeah. LA, it's, they're going to get a goalie, right? Like you're actually, you're not actually going to have Phoenix Copley as your starting tendee when you're trying to win a playoff series after a couple first round exits. But um, I'll kind of reluctantly put LA at 17. I got Minnesota at 18, one spot ahead of the Jets at 19. That's I I had the Jets at 17 actually, just behind just behind uh, Nashville. I can't then, believe you picked Nashville. Um, I, you time stamp it, <laughs> put it in, put it, lock it up. If if I'm wrong, you can put me on the freezing cold takes Twitter account or whatever. But I'm. I'm telling you, right here, I put make any reasonable, responsible wager and put it on Nashville to make the playoffs now. I will not do that, but <laughs> you you had, sorry, Winnipeg at 17, correct? Yes, I had Winnipeg at 17, Seattle at 18, LA 19, Minnesota at 20. Yeah, see, all those, to, to me, all those teams are the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they have reality. slightly different <laughs> composition roster-wise. I, I was like, I could spend two hours flip-flopping them back and forth. But, like, ultimately, to me, there's that grouping seven, 17 to 21. I would say you could put any of those clubs in any order, and I, I wouldn't really care all that much. I, I'm, I really don't like Minnesota's roster this year. 
I not really a huge don't. fan of it, but I haven't been a huge fan of it in the past. And they found a way to get basically a hundred points every year. I know, but it just seems like now this team's much older. And like, God, like how long, how is how long is Jared Spurgeon going to be able to keep going? He's, I mean, he's a fantastic underrated defenseman. But when you're that size as a defenseman, you got to think at some point injuries are going to start to catch up a little bit. And he's a guy that eats a ton of shots, like a ton of shots. Yeah, and I just. Yeah. No, it's, be- I, I don't disagree with that. I don't I don't love, love, love the Wilds group all that much. But they, they just find a way. And yeah. um, I'll give them, like, they finished ahead of Winnipeg these past few seasons. So I think they'll find a way to get it done again this year. Or, well, we'll, we'll find out when we do our official um, regular season predictions. But um, Jets at 17 for you, 19 for me. What What stands out to you? I guess going team by team and putting the Jets where you put them. How average they are. Yeah. Sorry. Like that's this is this really is just an average hockey team with some nice pieces, but you're not winning a cup with this group. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, that that is that is very, very clear. The other thing is the Jets are very, very fortunate they're in the West, not the East. Um because I think I've got like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and count them at least ten teams from the East ahead of the Winnipeg Jets right now. Um, the West is a, obviously kind of top heavy, and then a bunch of you know teams all mixed in behind them there. But I don't know. It, it, it could be both optimistic and pessimistic. Like I, I agree. You know, they're they've they've kind of turned into an average club over the past couple of seasons but there's a chance that they could be the best of a mushy middle group, right? And then maybe that gets you, maybe not top two of the division, but it might get you third spot, right? Like I, that, that would be the optimistic way to look at it. The pessimistic would be that I either one, they sit at that eighth playoff spot all season long, or they move all the way down and are kind of like what, what Vancouver was last year, where you don't really have a whole lot of hope for the playoffs come trade deadline time and then a little bit of uncertainty as to what the uh the future is going to be for the team and it's tough too because you, you don't know if your your two best player two of your best players are going to be on the club by the time you, you line up for game 82 so there's that aspect of it all there as well but just looking at the team that the jets have built going into this season i mean really the big thing and, and i've said this when we did the forward rankings i'll say this as the season moves along I think your outlook of the Winnipeg Jets depends on how high you are on Gabe Velarde and Cole Perfetti being high-end second-line producers. If, if you think they're going to be great, it's a playoff team. If you don't, not a playoff team. T- tough to put that on some young kids, but I really don't see it any other way, Tyson. Obviously, you need some contributors to, to step up from other parts of the roster, but that to me is where... It, it, it's what's going to separate the Jets from making it above the playoff line or falling short this year, or at least falling short hitting into the trade deadline. You had asked me this when we did our goalie rankings about where I would put the Jets if we swapped out Hellebuck, say, for a Swayman. Where would you put them in the team rankings if you had to swap them out for, let's say, a Swayman-like goalie? Well, yeah, we could just say Swayman. Like, Swayman comes in for Hellebuck this year? Yeah. Where would you put them in the rankings? Probably 21, just ahead of Detroit. 
that's exactly that's exactly the team that I was comparing them to. They're, they're, they're it's kind of crazy how close to Detroit they are. Like Dylan Larkin, yeah. Mark Shifley are are pretty similar players now. To bring Tech Connor, Connor had a little bit of a down, like a quote unquote down year for Cal Connor, still a career high for most players in the NHL. But and then you have that one really good defenseman, and then a lot of guys who are like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if these guys are going to be in the league in three years, but yeah, like it's 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 scary. Like that's the that's the thing that that's been worrying me about these past couple of years is just the direction. And where there's really no, there's nothing to really start to get them on that upswing right now. Well, it just, it just feels like, I don't know, for me, this was kind of like the defining season in terms of which path are we going to go down, like leading into this season, right? Like I, I either, if you do nothing, you basically end up battling for a playoff spot. If you go I'll I'll say all in in quotation marks. Nothing like crazy, but like if you if you get aggressive in adding, the Jets probably could have bumped themselves near the top ten. If they would have sold off their big pieces, probably near the bottom five, which you know isn't the worst thing in a right. Like at least you're picking a path and and, and going with it. But this is kind of what these last few years gets you, right? Like you don't really pick a direction. And you don't stick with it super aggressively, that's going to put you in 18, 19, 17, right in the middle of the NHL. And and you're right, Tyson. That's where that's where the Jets find themselves. And I wonder within that group, you know, just how high their ceiling would be. You know what I mean? Like I I look at a team like, I mean, you had Ottawa in the top ten. I have Ottawa at fourteen. But that that to me is a high ceiling team. Like if everything goes right for them, but they've obviously been building, right? Like if everything goes right for them. Why can't they be this year's New Jersey? You know what I mean? I, I I can't say that if everything goes right for the Jets, that they would be in a similar sort of a, a, a vein. They would, they would just need a lot to go right, like a lot, lot, lot to go right, um, as opposed to some of the teams like Ottawa, Buffalo, that you know just need their young guys to step up here. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And it's interesting, too, that like the big trade happens with Dubois. I had the Jets at 19 last year. They're 19 again this year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but let us know what you think. Do you have the Jets higher? Do you have the Jets lower? Do you think Tyson's insane for picking Nashville where he did? <laughs> if you want to just talk about Tyson picking Nashville there, I, I would love to hear your comments on that too. Uh, but let us know uh, what you guys think. If we can get to that in our uh, next episode, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewiki, at Tyson Rewiki, at Skates Plates Pod. And uh, we'll get to your reactions and then maybe some team-based questions as well uh, before we get into the bold prediction episode. And then training camp, Tyson, is just around the corner as well. So we're we're near the swing of things now that Labor Day has has come and gone. And um, not going to be too long before we start talking actual hockey again, even if it is just training camp practices. We'll get actual hockey to talk about in just a couple weeks' time. Uh, but that'll do it for the episode today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, oh, hand up, hand up. I I, I, I had a I had a question. This has been burning on my mind the last little bit. And this is this is some nice. And there'll be a nice discussion piece to put out at the end of the episode. But 
we were talking about the goalies and then we got we went a little long with the goalies and so we didn't have time to get to it so i'll keep this quick here because we're running a little long here too but brandon i i was looking at some stats the other day and i really started to wonder why carry price is held in a higher regard than sergey bobrovsky that is so random i love it (laughs) We but could really, have a price. We could have a price Bobrovsky debate next episode. How about that? Let's do it. And I'm, I'm guessing I'm you want to you want to take Bob. Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I'll take Price, and we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm Let's intrigued. Nothing to do with the Jets whatsoever, but I like <laughs> it. That's great. Uh, so yeah, they Price versus Bobrovsky. Tune in that for next episode as well. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. The Skates and Plates, once again, on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. CJOB's Tyson Rewicki with us. We'll get back at it on Friday morning. Team rankings, questions, Bob versus Price, and whatever else happens to pop up. We'll get into it all for you guys. I hope you had a great long weekend once again, and hope you guys have a great short work week, and we'll talk on Friday. Peace.